Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in a new series we began just last week. It's the Sermon on the Mount as we find it in Matthew's Gospel, comprising chapters 5, 6, and 7. Pastor Jim is going to hone in on verse 3 of chapter 5 this week. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Those are the words introducing the first beatitude that Jesus taught from the top of a hill on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee. What does Jesus mean by poor in spirit? Who are these people? Well, if you join us every day this week, you'll know the answer to that question, as well as in what specific way these people are blessed. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Come to God on His Terms. I mean, do we always hide in the corners? Do we always just beat our breasts? No, we have to live in a real world. But how do you live this out? Let me make some suggestions to you. First, realize this isn't something that you can do by yourself. It's what the Pharisees did. They were trusting in themselves that they were righteous. Now, eventually, it would be written, no one is justified by the works of the law. They, they, they thought they were righteous. Remember the Essenes that I told you about last week? They were the sort of the, the precursors of all the monastic movements that have come along over the centuries. They were the ones that left town, moved out to the country, you know, wore dingy, simple robes and lived in a stone uh, uh, compound of their own making, never interacted with, with anybody. And you know what? It didn't make them righteous. It didn't accomplish the purpose. You can't make yourself poor in spirit by trying to focus on being poor in spirit. You just have to be poor in spirit. And if you're, if you're working on your manifestations of poorness in spirit, you're just being selfish in another way. You're just trying to show off just like the Pharisees. What you need to do is focus on God. God, be merciful to me, the sinner. Read His Word. Learn from Him. The only accurate, the only helpful view of yourself that you will ever discover comes from seeing yourself in light of who God is. Remember a while back we read James chapter 1 in our, in our daily studies? The Word of God is like a mirror. shows you who you are when you look into it. A second thing that you can do to live out being poor in spirit is starve the flesh. It's pretty unlikely that you're going to develop a hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's about beatitude number three or four. Pretty unlikely you're going to develop that attitude for hungering and thirsting for righteousness or that you're going to see your own spiritual destitution if you're spending most of your time and energy and resources to indulge your desires. Teach yourself to say no to meaningless things. Say yes to the things that enhance your understanding of God. Thirdly, ask God to help you. 
Remember that parable? The tax gatherer cried out to God, be merciful to me, the sinner. I don't have any hope. We are far better off when we stop asking God to bless our plans and we start seeking His guidance. We start seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness. Where does that come from? Oh yeah, the Sermon on the Mount. Let me suggest some of the evidences. How do you, how do you recognize that you're poor in spirit? Well, number one, I, I would say, and I borrowed this list from somebody else smarter than me, but number one thing you, you could say is you are weaned from yourself. Your focus is on God and on His glory. Your focus is on others and serving their needs instead of how things affect you. Number two, you're, you're lost in the wonder of Christ. The more you get to know your Savior, the more you are aware of your need, the more thankful you become. Number three, you're, you're not complaining about your situation. When you realize, I have nothing to offer, well, therefore, you have nothing on your own. Therefore, anything you have is because of God's goodness to you. You understand that since you don't deserve anything, whatever God provides for you is a gift of His grace. And walk with Him for a while and you find out that what He gives you is sufficient for each day. You realize every single time you complain, every single time you grumble, You are insulting God? Who's in charge of your life anyway? Number four, you see the best in others. To be poor in spirit doesn't mean you're always putting yourself down. It means that you are realizing you esteem others more important than yourself. Poor in spirit isn't a upside-down self-righteousness of telling everybody what a worm you are all the time. It's lifting them up. Something else that will happen if you're poor in spirit. You spend more time in prayer. A, a beggar is always begging. Now, that doesn't mean we beg God. Don't stretch that analogy too far. But it means you don't have anything. So, What you have has to come from Him. You have to ask Him for it. The poor in spirit knock at heaven's gate for every blessing and for every need. And when you're poor in spirit, you learn to want what your Father wants for you because He knows what you need, not just what you want. Something else that is hand in hand with being poor in spirit You take Christ on His terms, not yours. You you don't want Christ and your old pleasures. Jesus is not an aftermarket add-on accessory. He is our life, says Colossians 3, 4. You don't want Christ and your old morality. You don't want 
Christ to meet you halfway. I'll give you all that I can by my self-sufficiency, and then I'm going to trust in you. You understand, I don't have anything. I don't have any self-sufficiency. You know, there, there's a very good offer here in the gospel. It's a free gift. It's a free gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus. And there's no fine print. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest for your souls. Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried. He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. This is the gospel we preach. This is the gospel that you believed, unless you believed in vain, because if you believe anything else, that's a waste of time. Under all of that is the concept of poor in spirit. That's the foundation. Now, there are two choices about the gospel. Number one, take it. Number two, leave it. There's one way. There's only one way. You're in or you're out. You're part of the kingdom of God or you're part of the kingdom, which is called the domain of darkness. And finally, if you're poor in spirit, you praise and thank God for His grace. If you're beginning with nothing, then you're overwhelmed with gratitude for every good thing you gift, you get. Every single thing you have is a gift from God. You know, our dog thinks that way. Whatever we give him, he's really happy with it. Will he take more? Sure. But he understands, you know, I don't have a checkbook. I don't have a car. I can't go get my own food. I totally depend on you. Now, I'm not trying to call you all schnauzers, but I'm begging you, be reconciled to God through Christ. There is one way to come to God, and you understand now why I titled this? Come to God on His terms. God, I have nothing I have no hope. I have no righteousness. I have offended you. I need your grace. Be merciful to me, the sinner. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these marvelous words from your Son. Thank you for this written word. Thank you that contains all the words of life. Everything we need for life and godliness, everything we need to know you. Father, um, maybe someone here listening still thinks, I'm a pretty good person. Oh, Lord, wipe that from any of our thoughts. We're not good. Only you are good. Maybe we aren't quite as overtly evil as somebody else that we would prefer to compare ourselves to, but Father, we come as beggars, to the only one who can meet the need of our souls. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Please don't let anyone within the hearing of my voice go another second without trusting in Him for the free gift of eternal life. And then for all of us, have your way with us, we pray. Put this message of your grace on our lips. And then give us many opportunities to pass it along to others. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.